Welcome to The Observer Effect, a podcast of travel stories. Each week we hope to bring you a conversation with someone we meet overseas and at least one good story. Episode 77, Half of Many Things, Tibet where Hamo concretized her parents' stories. This is a story of exile from the second most diverse city in the world. I can't thank Hamo enough for sharing with me in her restaurant in Brussels late one blustery night last week. Luis Sepulveda wrote, Todos los exilios duran demasiado. Every exile lasts too long. Can you describe what you look like first? <laughs> so I'm 40. Uh, I have glasses. I'm Tibetan. Not really. <laughs> I'm not really high. Uh, yeah. This is how I look like. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> And, And I'm Tibetan. <laughs> ah, I see you have a, a turquoise ring. Yes. Yeah. It's uh, yeah, very common in Tibet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, yeah. is your ring from Tibet? Yeah, this or? is my mom gave ah, me as a present. Wow. Uh, with, uh, this is um, the gold, gold, which is uh, pure gold. Yeah. Yeah, with two quads. And it's heart shaped, like a heart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, can you describe again where we are? So you are here in the Momo restaurant called Momo, and why Momo? Momo is the name of the Tibetan dumplings. Mm. So, uh, which is not well, not yet well known uh, in, uh, in Belgium, in Brussels, mm. uh, but very, very well known uh, among the Tibetans in Tibet, Nepal, yeah. India. And uh, yeah, and this is uh, I want. Can you describe a momo for anybody listening? Yeah, so maybe they haven't tried it before. Yeah, momo is the 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 Tibetan dumplings. It looks like uh, gyoza or dim sum, mm. but which is a little bit different. Which mm. has the Tibetan characteristic mm. because the dough is. Um, much more thicker than the yeah. dim sum. Ah. Uh, it's a little bit bigger also than dim sum or gyoza. And, um, yeah. and the specificity of this restaurant is only um, vegan and uh, vegetarian version. Mm. So mostly, normally the momos are uh, made by meat. Right. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah, But I've decided because this is the second restaurant, so the first restaurant is also called Momo. Uh, we yeah uh, we serve a little bit of the uh, meat dumplings, mm. meat Momo. But yeah, I decided to yes because uh, it's uh, yeah being a vegetarian and vegan restaurant is uh, in terms of ethic. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, because also there's one thing. So my mom, so when I was uh, a kid, mm. she always uh, used to tell me that uh, never, 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 ever open a restaurant when you will be. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the reason is that 
but uh, <laughs> most of the restaurants in uh, India in Tibet, uh, you serve a lot of uh, uh, meat, uh, yeah. you know, and so. And making money in the sufferance of the animals uh, is uh, not a good way to make money. Or that's, uh, so this was uh, one of my, the advice of my mom. So this is something, it was in my mind somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, first of, uh, uh, <laughs> of the reasons is that I wanted to... Um, make known about the momos uh, in Brussels. Yeah. This is why I opened the first restaurant for Momo. But now I'm in the developing process. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I thought maybe what my mom told me is a good reason, yeah. you know, to just to leave the meat versions. And also because, um, yeah, because there's a whole... Um, concept of this restaurant is because most of our ingredients are come from um, the local product. Ah, yeah. yeah, it's a sustainable foods, it's organic foods, and also the meat in the other restaurant where I serve it is already farm meat, mm. farm meat, mm. and so yeah. So it was it's really important for me the ethic approach. Yeah, uh, this restaurant this. is so ethical. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so this is, um, this is so, Good. you are here in yes. the restaurant <laughs> called Momo, where we serve dumplings, vegetarian and vegan, and Tibetan dumplings. Good advertisement. <laughs> now everyone will come. And <laughs> uh, what about this neighborhood of Brussels? How would yeah. you describe this area? Uh, this area is um, is in Saint Gilles. Mm. So Saint Gilles, you have uh, two sides of Saint Gilles: the Upper Saint Gilles and the Lower Saint Gilles. Mm. The Upper Saint Gilles is really becoming. It's uh, uh, how we see here in Brussels, uh, bobo. Ah. Bobo means like um, a bobo is bon bourgeois in French. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what is the exact uh, term in English, but um, like, like middle uh, class. No, like uh, uh, successful. No, bobo bourgeois is uh, those um, you know people who. Are are comfortable mm, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, in yeah. terms of uh, uh, financially are comfortable, mm. but they live like and most of them. They eat uh, organic things. They, I mean, not they have something like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's not hipster, right? Mm, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, yeah, it's maybe above hipster. <laughs> above hipster, maybe. maybe yeah, ri it's richer it, than hipster. Maybe richer. <laughs> Those like, people like, um, have some ethic, yeah. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. Some ethics. Mm. This is the Sanjali is uh, yeah. So here exactly we are in the in the border of the upper and the lower Sanjali. It's not exactly the upper one, but it's not exactly <laughs> the lower. <laughs> so this is really the area which is in the is. Um, in the process of developing. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so that's why I have chosen this. Uh, yeah. yeah. But it's not yet. Uh, this is the time why to be. Here. Yes. Yes. Good choice. <laughs> <laughs> and it looks like the restaurant is very popular, very successful. Lots I mean, of the, um, 
the first restaurant is popular yeah. because uh, yeah, I have opened four years ago, mm. and uh, and it was uh, something uh, unique in Brussels because uh, yeah, I have to have uh, a place dedicated to only for momos. It was the first one, and this it was the unique one. But the other unique thing is that uh, you know. It's very difficult to find Asian food with the ethical things, yeah. you know, ethical, ethic approach. Having have, uh, uh, I think there's no other Asian restaurant yeah. with sustainable food and organic products like that. And these whole things make, uh, yeah. So people knows about that the first restaurant. So the mm. second one. Some people now, others not yet, yeah. and uh, yeah. My host from Airbnb, yeah, he knows this place. Ah, okay. And maybe he knows you. Uh, I don't know. Paul, he's a an actor. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And his wife is American, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. You know them. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So it's. Yeah, so this is the area um, is not really central, mm. um, but um, but you have a nice choice uh, of um, um, a restaurant, bar, or this kind of things. So, so yeah. yeah, so it's uh, in in the area which is in process of yeah being uh, interesting changing <laughs> yeah changing <laughs> <laughs> well that that's what my podcast is about okay <laughs> so you mentioned that you moved uh, from tibet when you were 10 to brussels is no, that true no. no it's not true <laughs> i'm tibetan but from the ingma i am from exiled parents so i, I was not you born were born in tibet okay tibet I was born in Bhutan, which is yeah. a, a tiny country, a tiny kingdom between Tibet and India. Mm. But I grew up in India until mm. my 10, and then I came here in Belgium. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. so on. It's a different experience. <laughs> totally different experience. <laughs> so, how many languages do you speak? You speak excellent English. Not and... excellent English. I try to, but it's not really. It's not e- easy all, um, all the time. But uh, yeah. So okay, I can have a conversation in English, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it must be hard to practice. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, the French, of course, because uh, I did all my studies in French, yeah. in Tibetan, because it's my mother tongue, but also uh, Hindi yeah, yeah, and yeah. Nepali, yeah. because I grew up in north of India. In which, the, which part? Darjeeling. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The tea. Tea, yeah, yeah very yeah, famous yeah. for tea. Wow. So, yeah, yeah, so... Do you feel um, difference when you speak in each language? They have different attitudes, I think. English and French change the way you feel. I don't know about Tibetan or Hindi. Mm, I don't know if the language really, the use of language really changed my attitude. I never thought about that. Mm. I don't know. Maybe, yeah. maybe my expression or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, but I never noticed okay. that on me <laughs> so uh, I know it was a long time ago but did moving from uh, India to Brussels change you 
<laughs> oh yeah, definitely because uh, I came when I was ten, yeah. uh, and uh, so it's. Uh, I mean, the age of ten is interesting age yeah, uh, yeah, because yeah. you can understand many things, a lot of things, mm. and also you have the flexibility. You know that uh, the adults don't have, uh, mm. so you can pick up the things very easily. Mm. You also you can give up the things very easily, so probably faster than your yeah, parents. Yeah, faster. Yeah, but my experience is really different because I was adopted. Ah, okay. Yes, I, see. I came alone here. I uh, came with my parents. I see. Okay. But I do have my parents. Yeah. yeah. So my experience is. You were adopted from India. From India by uh, yeah. Belgian family. Family Belgian couples. Yeah. And your parents stayed in India. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. So mm. this is also the adoption is a little bit uh, different from other adoption because yeah, most yeah, of yeah. the the other adoption happened for the orphan. Yeah, right, so right, right. that was my, not my case. So yeah, so that was not easy because I have to left uh, my family, my friends, uh, my country, everything, and. Uh, for a kid, it was a good, big challenge and big change. Yeah. Um, but as I said, a kid is very flexible and yeah. Uh, and yeah. And uh, so yeah, so I pick up uh, very. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> How to say quickly the language, but I forgot also very. Quickly, my own language. Uh, yeah, yeah, because yeah, yeah. I was in Iran, nobody was speaking Tibetan. Right. So I forgot Tibetan. For six years, I forgot Tibetan. And then after six years, I relearned Tibetan. Yeah. So now I am fluent in Tibetan. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's a totally different experience. And you said you uh, still have not been able to go back. To Tibet, right? You went to Sichuan, but yeah, Tibet I, I was went closed. to in Kham. Kham mm. is uh, yeah, uh, one part of the Kham is it's called now in the Sichuan, other part in in, in autonomous Tibet, yeah. Tibetan region, and uh, yeah, I could go because my father is from there. Yeah. He's from Kham, Derge. I don't know if you've been yeah, there. Yeah, uh, no, but I know. Uh, yeah. yeah, so I could go there, but mm. um, but we couldn't uh, enter. The um, Tibetan Autonomous Region mm. in Lhasa. Mm. It was in 2009, just after the uprising, and uh, yeah, and being a Tibetan is very difficult to get. And I was lucky because we could go yeah. uh, in Sichuan because most of the other Tibetan yeah. they, they can't manage to go there. Yeah. Uh, what was that like to go back to that place that you you probably only remember a little or well, I mean, yeah, what's that like? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I mean, for example, yeah. uh, I went to Germany. My family left Germany mm. 100 years ago. Yeah. I never grew up in Germany, but I have some German somewhere, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was looking at everyone. Okay. Is this like me? Are they my family? You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. I was so hungry to connect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I imagine it's similar, or I don't know. Yeah, definitely, because uh, when we have arrived in Chengdu, and in yeah, Chengdu yeah. you have a small Tibetan community there, yeah. and uh, you know, so just to see them there, the, 
truth patterns, not the exiled one from the diaspora, but the, the true one. It was really something heartwarming, um, but also I was um, shy also in uh, yeah. some way. Yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, so and very excited sometimes. Mm -hmm. uh, and um, but I, you don't know exactly how to have contact with them mm -hmm. because uh, you know the environment. Uh, the, the the political atmosphere you have yeah. to be careful with everything yeah. but um, definitely uh, when we, we been to Tibet uh, in the bus you have uh, several Tibetans uh, and the feeling there was a mix of Tibetan and yeah. Chinese but uh, sure I had a special connection with the Tibetans so we were not really talking talking each other but uh, being there and just trying to understand what they are saying is just uh, amazing <laughs> yeah and uh, as soon as we arrived uh, in Tibet uh, yeah the I mean uh, you are aware of everything. You, you want to be aware of everything, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And um, yes, um, that was a really interesting experience. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, Give me one example, one thing that really sticks in your memory. <laughs> oh, there's many things, huh? There are many things. Um, and um, I mean, in terms of food, uh, I mean, uh, in terms of, yeah, the things uh, probably, um, the, the first uh, city when we arrived in Tibet, the first one is really in the border, and there was um, a small uh, monastery, mm. and so we've been there, and um, uh, there was a monk, and uh, he was just praying, and uh, he could see that we were Tibetan from outside yeah, yeah. and then he said come and just he show us the picture of the Dalai Lama and um. he just yeah just say that yeah so you know this is a little things but it's so you know dangerous to have the picture of uh, Dalai Lama and being in that connection it was just really touching and really Emotionally speaking, it was really strong. Yeah, yeah. and um, yeah, and then uh, we had some <laughs> little pillars of benedictions. Yeah, uh, from uh, from India, so we gave them, and it was so precious for oh. them, you know. And um, yeah, that was the first connection with. Uh, um, I mean a real connection mm. you know yeah and, uh, so you know we, we are the same one you know we are on we are to see we are connected saying that we are connected uh, this was uh, yeah the first and i had many other experiences yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'm that. sure but the first one probably this one yeah. yeah did you go back to bhutan also no, I would like. I mean, when I was, yeah, it was uh, eight, nine years old, I've been several times in Bhutan. Yeah, okay, yeah okay. I've been to uh, But until yeah. uh, that, i never been back to Bhutan. Yeah. 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 I would like, but now it's expensive. Yeah. <laughs> difficult so, to go. Even if I, I was born there, 
even I was born there, now it's very expensive for you, me. You have you to know? pay just to go, I have right? to pay, yeah, yeah, yeah. 250 bucks per day. <laughs> so it's That's expensive, a it's a lot. <laughs> uh, well, uh, where, where is your family now? Are they in Sichuan or fam- India still? Darjeeling still? Yeah, my parents. I have many family in Tibet, but I don't know them. I know they are there, but I don't know them. You, you can't communicate with them? Um, just with one cousin, yeah. because uh, yeah, because he lived many years uh, in exile, then he went back to wow. Tibet, Yeah, so I'm in contact with him. Wow. But this is the only connection from yeah with Tibet. Yeah. And my family, uh, yeah. I, I would love to talk to him and hear his experience leaving and going back. That yeah. must be yeah, yeah. amazing. No, yeah, he, he made a choice, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but so your family is spread all over. Yeah, all over. Yeah. All over. So um, how do you think being part of a diaspora shapes who you are does it impact your identity uh, definitely definitely mm. impact us you know you feel that uh, i mean you have no roots yeah, yeah. <laughs> i feel that i'm not i'm unrooted you know and this is the things that i invite the most when i've been to tibet and when i met the young tibetans mm. that the, the most um, the, um, the biggest difference between them and and me and it was that they were rooted mm. I was not rooted mm. I had many other experiences I saw so many things I mean, I saw, I'm very flexible open-minded I'm not, I, but there was something missing on me it's mm. being rooted mm. you know I do speak Tibetan but not as well as the, the, the one who is born in Tibet. Mm. Uh, there's many things in many fields. I don't know what's about. You know, it's mm. um, uh, because I never heard. It's not only me, but the whole the the, the those who are grow who are born in diaspora and grow up in this diaspora. There's many uh, different fields, which is uh, very rich in mm. the Tibetan environment. Mm. Uh, example. Uh, in agricultural uh, fields, you know, you have many words uh, for the nomadic uh, way of life. You have so many way to describe something, but this is the whole things that we don't know about that because we we didn't grow up in that environment. So, and this really made you different from the one who is born in Tibet and those who grow up in India yeah. and my husband is Tibetan from Tibet and I see the difference you mm. know from him and me mm. so probably yeah I'm much more integrated much more flexible mm. much more um, I have a, a, a much more adapted minded mm. I can uh, mm. but and <laughs> On the other way, <laughs> there's a something huge thing is missing on me. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, I, I mean, I ask a personal question, and you don't yeah. have to answer if you okay. don't want to. It may be too personal, I don't know. But um, how do you feel about your parents' choice to leave? It must have been a very difficult choice for them, and it impacted you so much yeah, you know? yeah 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 so when you think about that what do you think of that choice 
I've never thought about uh, why did yeah because this is very Tibetan mm. this is very Buddhist you know <laughs> 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 we believe in our karma and our destiny and our you know so so no so this is uh, how I had to live about that you know and yeah, uh, yeah and. Uh, and I never thought about uh, how it impacted uh, on me or not. Uh, but uh, definitely, I mean, being uh, refugees or being uh, in the diaspora, grow, yeah, growing up in diaspora is something you are half of many things. So, yeah, there's uh, half of many things or uh, multiple of many things. Yes. It's up to you how you want to see. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it's okay, it's just living, but oh, okay. I can, yeah. Okay. And, um, yeah, so. I don't know, probably if uh, they never, I mean, left uh, Tibet, uh, simply I would not exist. <laughs> because my father is from one region and my mother is in another region. And so they met, they, they met because of the, because they have left Tibet. Yeah, uh, yeah. because, uh, yeah, otherwise they would have never met yeah, each yeah. other. So <laughs> I would have never existed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank okay. you so much. Yeah, yeah, I really appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, this is the answer to my question. I don't know how we. Yeah. yeah. One thing I wonder about families that make this choice, like my great great grandfather, he chose to leave Germany, but I don't know why. Mm-hmm. He didn't tell the story, you know? Mm-hmm. Did your parents talk a lot about their choice? Did you guys, did you ask many questions like, you know, Mm -hmm. when you were growing up? uh, Um, No, why they have uh, left Tibet? No, I never asked. Uh, And my mom was uh, quite young. I mean, it was not her choice, Uh, Uh, it was the choice of my grandparents that I never met. My my father, yes, he and he was uh, the the first uh, group of the first people who left Tibet, wow. you know, and it was in before Dalai Lama. Nineteen fifties. Yeah, in the 1950s. No, before I've probably it's difficult to say because you, with the Tibetan you right, don't right, never right, know. Right, right. But probably in fifty six, fifty seven they left, mm. and it was before uh, the Dalai Lama. No, mm. so. Because the Chinese, they have uh, attacked, uh, they have uh, annexed uh, Tibet yeah. from the east, from Kama, and uh, before uh, to reach Lhasa. Mm. So most of the this area, the Kham, the, the the one which is included in Sichuan. Mm was uh, invented uh, in the early 1950s, you mm. know, so my fathers, uh, they, they have seen uh, the, um, how it looks like, yeah. the Chinese invasion, so that's why they have decided uh, so to leave uh, Tibet very early. Yeah, yeah. Did you stay 
close with your parents after you left India uh, and moved here? Did you talk yeah. on the phone a lot? And um, in the beginning, no, because uh, <laughs> it was <laughs> a few years ago and uh, we had not the same facility. Of course, of course. <laughs> so once a year, yeah, uh, uh, or twice a year, um, I used to send them a letter. Oh. So at that time, uh, English was not, uh, I mean, uh, was not good at all. So no. we had to find somebody to write in English and yeah. to send to, to them. Wow. So it was not easy. And uh, so once I, um, I was 16, uh, yeah, so I've I been for the first time, I've been back uh, in wow. yeah. And uh, since uh, I go regularly, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So you're close now. Yeah, yeah. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what do you remember about India? Uh, Darjeeling seems like a uh, very many things. interesting place. Ah, uh, definitely. Yeah. Darjeeling is very interesting. It's very, um, very apart from the the rest of the India yeah, yeah. it's very different yeah, it's very different it's, uh, you're in a totally in a different country isn't it? yeah it's in India but it's not look like India yeah. <laughs> because you have many ethnicity there uh, you have yeah. Nepalese you have Tibetan you are Bengali you have a from Bihar uh, and Na- um, Naga from Naga also mm. yeah and also you have a very strong influence of uh, a British um, uh, presence, mm. you know. Of, I mean, they left, but the influence was still there. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, Darjeeling is very well known, of course, for the tea, but also for school. Ah, yeah, it's okay. very among in India. It's very reputed. Uh, reputed. Yeah. Well known for the school for the for because. Uh, the, from the British uh, period, they have opened a lot of English school, mm. a very uh, good level of education, uh, English school, and um, so also it impacted in the mind of um, the, the local peoples. Yeah, 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 yeah. And also to the Tibetans. Yeah. Yeah, because you have Tibetan everywhere in India. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You have you been to India? No. No. Okay, so you have many Tibetans in India, and the most well known is Dharamsala, where the, the Dalai Lama lives, mm-hmm. and um, and you have also community in in Darjeeling, mm-hmm. and it probably is due to British presence, influence, uh, all these things, um, but also in Darjeeling, most of the Tibetan they live um, on their own. Mm. Um, so the the way of thinking of the people is a little bit different. Mm, 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 mm. Yeah, yeah, I bet. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Darjeeling is uh, is interesting place. It's yeah. interesting. Mm. Yeah, and um, but uh, to live there is not really uh, always cool. Huh? Yeah, I imagine. Yeah. <laughs> it's raining all the time. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, well, I, I, again, I have a thousand questions, but I think I'll just ask okay. just two more, okay? Okay. Uh, just to go back, what does the Dalai Lama mean to you? 
I don't know what you mean from. I mean, um, what I know is um, my vision of Dalai Lama is probably very different from the majority of Tibetans. So mm. I don't know if you ask to other Tibetans, uh, probably, uh, yeah, it's represent a god or I mean, uh, many things like that. And my experience is totally different because <laughs> I came here when I was 10. I grew up here mm. in a different environment. As I say, I'm not rooted as the <laughs> most mm. of the Tibetan. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so I, I've been in, um, yeah, and I have studied mm. uh, political science. Uh, so, yeah, so my mind is probably polluted. Mm. P- polluted? <laughs> polluted. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I saw him as as uh, as our, our leader. Mm. Definitely our leader, and um, as a guide, as a father. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but uh, but I. C- I'm not able to see him like most of the Tibetans as a god or as uh, somebody who has uh, above uh, everybody. So, yeah. So uh, finally, I see him like how he described himself mm. Mm. as a simple monk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah. Finally, this is uh, I think a very healthy. Mm. Way to see him mm. as a simple monk, mm. yeah. yeah. And uh, when he, and yeah, most of my the, my people they see him as uh, somebody who is above everything, mm. and uh, sometimes uh, it's uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. I don't know if it's the best way to yeah. sure. I just wanted to ask because the story you told was beautiful of the monk showing you the Dalai mm. Lama and I just wanted to hear more uh, about what that meant. <laughs> so the last question, mm-hmm. uh, you've already told many fascinating stories but can you tell me another story from your experience, a travel story? Travel story. I mean, each story, each travel story is interesting, you know. So I don't know. There's many. So uh, I mean, I have traveled uh, in few countries yeah, in it Europe. Could be anywhere in the world. Yeah, uh, probably it's uh, it's Tibet. Finally. Okay. Yeah, mm. the, my best uh, uh, experience of. Um, because this is something very emotional, you know. Mm. And it's, uh, it's different from uh, from other countries because you don't have the same emotional relation, emotional, uh, and uh, you know, you you. I mean, since you, you are born, mm. uh, you heard about uh, what it looks like to better. <laughs> so you have. Uh, I mean, you have you. Ha- you have you may, I mean, you saw Tibet in your imagination, you know, because uh, when I grew up uh, with my parents, when they or my parents and their friends of my parents, uh, they used to uh, 
uh, tell about uh, Tibet and the story about Tibet. Uh, now we've never seen Tibet, so mm. it, it, the, the only thing we could do is just imagine and think about <laughs> what it looks like. <laughs> and um, yeah, and also because you know, my father when he left Tibet, it was uh, yeah. Uh, Many years ago, and the and the distance from each place, uh, the notion of distance totally different when mm. I've been there, you mm. know. And uh, so I try to imagine because my father was saying from this place to this place, you have to go for four days by horse, by walk. <laughs> <laughs> this is a story that uh, I used to hear, and I can imagine that, you know. And uh, and going there and just try to imagine, oh yeah, from the, and finally you realize it just one hour. And <laughs> 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 just about the, in the, in my remember, <laughs> it it you know it uh, just takes. Um, hours and hours uh, and um, yeah so just to to concretize everything what I've heard mm. from my childhood and mm. just imagine mm. and being there and just uh, you know because uh, um, about the grassland and because uh, yeah the description of the grassland the, the, the animals the yak and this you know and just seeing by yourself what it looks like, the grassland, what it looks like, uh, um, a yak, mm. or many the small details, yeah. but the important one, because it makes, uh, um, it nourish your <laughs> imagination. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, so it was something very, yeah, all these things uh, make you, uh, Finally, my travel to Tibet uh, very the most important, probably. Mm-hmm. And yeah, but I couldn't um, able to go to Lhasa, and Lhasa probably it would have been uh, the mm. apotheos. Uh, mm. But it was uh, yeah, but um, we couldn't mm. met that. Uh, yeah, and uh, yeah, I have traveled with her. Last year we've been to Thailand, we've been to Cambodia, mm-hmm. and then we've been to Croatia, the, the Eastern Europe, and each country, each traveling experience is uh, interesting in the US, mm-hmm. and um, it's different, it's interesting, but of course, the emotional mm-hmm. connection is different mm. someday 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 you go to Lhasa I hope, ah, I hope so but uh, it seems so difficult but I hope so mm. I hope mm. so mm. yeah but also <laughs> finally being go back to India because <laughs> this is also something very interesting experience because uh, I came here when I was 10 and when I, I went back when I was 16 from 10 to 16, I just try to revive everything I know mm. about uh, about India, mm. about Darjeeling. And um, 
So I can remember everything yeah, yeah. before my ten. Huh? After, don't ask me. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. <laughs> so you know, because I just um, until my ten when I came here, I just wanted to to remind everything, not that and that, and I remind. And it's it's just a uh, um, mental training. Mm. So so regularly, and I try to remind this and this and that. and so it's quite very clear. Mm. From, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, my souvenir from after is is yeah. less clear. Yeah. <laughs> so going back to India when I was sixteen and Darjeeling, it was really an interesting experience because finally the same experience finally. It was uh, the distance. Yeah. It was totally different <laughs> what I have imagined. You know, when I was a kid, and from then it was you had to. Really, and then I arrived there. Oh, it's just. <laughs> and I, and, I, I, and also in my uh, souvenir, and that's uh, the 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 the. The road were large, you know. Or no. mm. And when I arrived there, I was really surprised that the road was very mm. <laughs> tiny and very, you know, and mm. yeah, different experiences. So, yeah, sometimes in your souvenir, you just, um, I don't know, embellish? In, yeah, probably. <laughs> probably. <laughs> and, uh, and also trying to, you know, uh, find back everything that I knew before, the sensation, the test, um, yeah, all these things that I, I haven't seen for a few years, before when you were a, uh, um, a kid, mm. I mean, it's, uh, it's long, mm. it's long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Thank you so much. You're welcome. And thank you for speaking English. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. So it was uh, it was um, effort for me. Yeah, <laughs> speaking no, English. I, I appreciate it so much. <laughs> oh, did you uh, did you also bring a souvenir with you to remember? Yeah, uh, India when you came here or was yeah. Bhutan? Yeah, I'm from India, yes. But the souvenir I have lost uh, since. But yeah, I brought uh, mm. a little... Um, how do you say? A necklace? Necklace, but it's not ne exactly necklace. It's a little statue of Buddha. Yeah, yeah. That my mom gave me. And just, uh, yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, this was a little, yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is what I brought. Yeah, yeah. yeah and uh, because good. we we are very religious people. Of course. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, having yeah, with you this kind of uh, object, mm, yes. it's just you have the feeling that you are protected. Yes. <laughs> Even if it's an uh, a creation of your spirit, mm. you are your mind mm. but this is how you feel we might call it a talisman talisman or, or yeah. Charm. yeah talisman yeah mm. talisman mm. yeah mm. yeah
Thank you so much to Ramon for sharing her perspective. Take a look at kiva.org as a good way to help others. You can even join our giving team. Please follow us on Facebook and be the first to leave the Observer Effect review on iTunes. Thank you to Dana Boulay for her music, and thank you for listening. <laughs>